Hi, welcome to Eugene Ballet at the Bar. My name is Mark Tucker. In this episode, I sat down with Eugene Ballet's company dancers, Sarah Kosterman and Josh Downard, to discuss how they have been using their time away from the company to grow closer to their art form and come back to dance life stronger than they left it. They have been working on padavas from different eras of classical ballet, as well as some of artistic director Tony Pimble's repertoire. We get into the challenges of self-coaching, their personal discoveries, where they source the choreography, studying other dancers, and how having the freedom to choose what they work on has revived their passion for dance. Before we get to the episode, here are some quick announcements. Insta Ballet is hosting a dance creative hour every Thursday from 5.30 to 6.30, streaming from the comfort of where, wherever you stream from. The event will feature a dancer ready to embody your creative ideas, and you can find the link on all of Insta Ballet's social media platforms and, of course, at instaballet.org. Lastly, Eugene Ballet Company will be returning to the studio with the governor's most recent shift in the COVID restriction mandates. The dancers will be returning to potted maintenance classes, preparing their bodies to get back to performance condition. Only days away from moving to our new world-class space, this has come as both a relief and hope that we will continue creating and performing dance with renewed purpose in our careers and lives. Thank you to everyone for their continued support through this trying time. This move marks a bright light on the horizon for dance in our communities. Enjoy the episode. It feels good to get warmed up. And then, and then we'll, I'll, I'll just kind of like say that we can start the podcast. Because uh, my, first, my first experience was the microphone would turn on and I'd feel all this like, yeah, this drive podcast, to... Podcast voice. Yeah, it's like be a certain way, but don't feel that. Um, you know, if you have a thought and then you want to change your mind, change your mind. All right. Like, that's much more exciting to kind of parse through in real time how you feel about these paradas. Um so, how have you been, man? Good. Um, you doing all right? Yeah. Just, it's very cold and rainy and wet. But yeah, it's super cold. Um, <clears throat> Is it snowing up where you are? Yeah. No. No? Uh, it was yesterday. Uh-huh. A lot. It's flurried by our house, but nothing That's stuck. Cool. Yeah. Are you That's guys at any kind of elevation at all? No. <clears throat> we actually, um, in the neighborhood that we're in, we looked at a few other houses, and they are in flood zones, so we're pretty, we're pretty low. Sweet. Yeah. Um, kind of by the airport. Okay. Not exactly by the airport, but if you think of that general direction, we're uh, a little bit more east. Okay. Um, yeah. Is that like, how, how long does it take you to get to the studio from there? It takes about 25 minutes. 20 minutes. 25 cool. minutes. Um, and that's... That's how long we give ourselves. Yeah. It's usually a bit quicker than that, but we just don't want to be ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, we take Northwest Expressway. Yeah. Um, which is pretty convenient. Uh, a lot more convenient than River Road. Cool. The River Road is just mad yeah. jam. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Josh, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having um, us. You're welcome. Yeah. 
Uh, I wanted to invite you guys in because I've been inspired by the two of you. You guys have taken this time, all of this volatility in our schedule. You've committed yourself to the art. You've gotten into the studio when permitted. You, um, well, I'll let you guys talk a little bit about it, but you guys have been taking on little projects, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. all on your own passion, passion picks, so to speak. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to get into it. I, I want to yeah. hear what it's about. Um, well, it kind of started over the summer because we're both from Sacramento, so we both started taking class together there just to like keep each other company and motivated. And we were like, why don't we work on something? And so we just picked, we started with the Tony's Clara and Hans Pa, and it's just kind of, we've just kept going. Yeah. And every time that we've had a chance to work on things like in between like whenever we're at home or here and we're not rehearsing something else, we've just kind of picked up where we left off and kept going, picked new things, and it's been really fun. Yeah. Josh, Josh, this is your first time on the podcast. Thank you for coming. Thank you. You are from Sacramento. I am, yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about your dance training. Dance training? I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about your dance training. Okay. Um, well, listeners, uh, I started ballet when I was 13. And I went into the studio just because I was like, why not? Let's give this thing a try. And the person who ended up becoming my teacher kind of like looked at me and pulled on my legs and feet a little bit. And he was like, all right, you've got a good physique, but you're really old to be doing this, to be starting this. So you either have to like start training five days a week right now or you should leave. And I was like, Okay. Hey, I guess so. Sink or swim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, all right, uh, let's give this thing a go. And I absolutely hated it for about six months because I was like, how does everyone else make this look so easy? And I like can't stand with my foot in Pondu path without like almost falling over. <laughs> so it was painful, but because everyone else made it look so easy. I was like, all right, I'm going to get this. Uh-huh. I'm going to at least master these basics. And then as I continued, I started understanding more of like how to just move my body and control it more. Then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Uh-huh. So that's, so it was like a six month period of just hatred. turmoil. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get this. And then I'm going to quit. <laughs> and then once I started Here getting it and realizing how much more there was to get, then I was like, oh, I guess I'll stick around. Oh, man, there's, there's so much to love. And in my fully biased opinion, I yeah. think dance is uh, incredibly deep in terms of self-exploration mm-hmm. and art form, self-expression, mm-hmm. group expression. And I, I think there's a lot to be said for it. Yeah. And... It's amazing that you fell in love with it by hating it. Yep. Because I also felt the same way. So anyway, back to uh, back to what we're here to talk mm-hmm. about. This is the same studio you guys uh, were taking class in California? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The nice. owner is super great, super lovely person. She's like, anytime you want to come in, just come. That's wonderful. And yeah. she just gives us the key code because she keeps changing it because she has students doing that. She doesn't want the students to do it, mm-hmm. but she lets Fair. us. Fair. So, yeah. 
So uh, I guess the last time we were all together mm-hmm. was we were preparing for Nutcracker before the, right. the governor's mm-hmm. new right. mandates, and we were all kind of in full swing. It was like stopping a locomotive in right. full bore. Yeah. And that's when you guys started to work on Hans and Claire. How, how was that? It was really fun. Well, we started Hans and Claire actually over the summer. Oh, that's right. Sorry. But we picked it up again after Nutcracker, and um, we just like learned it off of a video and started doing it with music. And then we actually we had Jen come and watch one time, and it was really nice having someone like critique and correct and give us notes because I think we definitely all really miss that right now yeah. like we can work on things to a certain point like oh that feels good for me okay feels good for you but like I'm sure there's so much more we could be doing with these things well I, I completely mm-hmm. relate to that I yeah. totally understand what it's like to put something together on yeah. your own and mm-hmm. then and then feel that almost relief where you like transfer the burden of critique and you and can kind of be free to dance it as mm-hmm. opposed to mm-hmm. self-critiquing. Yeah. Um, what What's it? How is learning things by yourself? Do you feel like there's some some strengths to it? Is it more productive, less productive? I feel like we've gotten pretty productive with it. Yeah, we um, kind of have a system. Like, yeah. Watch the video and like just do piece by piece. Like the first day, we don't really like do anything full out just kind of like getting it in the brain yeah mm-hmm. and then the next day we'll like start working through things really slowly and I think it works for us and it would be helpful to have someone in the room like giving us pointers or saying like oh this is really helpful if you do that here or yeah, yeah. there but, are yeah there's a lot of things that we'll just try and try again and just won't be working be like let's watch the video for a second and then we watch it like five times and like all right i think we push a little more with the left arm whatever uh-huh. it is then that'll help and a lot of the time it does help sometimes it doesn't yeah. <laughs> well it's it's interesting yeah. that you say that because it seems like you guys are talking about how taking that responsibility on has forced you to be a little more independent mm-hmm. you're a little more um critical about how you watch videos yeah. or how it might be it, how you might transpose it onto your own body. Right. That's neat. Mm-hmm. What, are, what, are the, what are the other positives you guys have been working on? Uh, or are they all positives? What are, yeah, they're they all, are positives. all positives. Uh-huh. We started, after Nutcracker got canceled, we started working on Don Quixote, the Act 3 Paw. And that one is very different than Hans and Clara. Um, Hans and Clara has like more just like dancing together. Right. But Don Q is a lot of really like technical partnering. And so it was a bit more challenging, I think. And then we started Laisal Feed. Well, okay. Oh, okay. 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 well, so you did Laisal Feed. Yeah. You did Don Q. What, what are the other part of this? And we'll, we'll just hit them all. Um, um, and then... We have been working on Romeo and Juliet, but that one's in process. So still about working. Okay. But, so the Sir Kenneth McMillan, yeah. <laughs> Romeo yes. and Juliet. Yes. yes. Wow. It's, it's one of my favorites. It's, it's really beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Don Q was, was a lot different. Yes. Yeah, Don Q was a lot easier for me than Hans and Claire because it's a lot of just like, pick the girl up, pick the girl up, <laughs> pick the girl up, pick the girl down, make a pose. The, I, I hear you. There's, there's some structure yeah. in there. So <laughs> it's like, for, I think 
for the guy, in my experience, that part of it is pretty straightforward versus like transferring to lace little feet, then it went much more flowy and like make everything look elegant and oh, remember to point your feet, that's a thing here too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, you're kind of, um, I would argue that Tony's is a neoclassical yeah. rendition of Nutcracker and then you're going into the classic yeah. era of dance with Don Q and a structure framework, yeah. kind of a codified formula of how they created part of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Le Sophie, which is a romantic era, which is a lot looser in terms of that framework, mm-hmm. but still focused on a like very classical yeah. origin. Yes. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're, yeah. we're hitting all the styles. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get through it all. That's yeah. really neat. So Lace of Feed, how was that? I really liked Lace of Feed. I picked that one. Uh-huh. And I really like the romantic style. I think it's really beautiful. The music is beautiful. So I found that one a little bit easier than Don Q, personally. Um, but I really enjoyed doing that one. It's just so flowy and soft, and yeah. it's really nice. Well, the, the sylph, I mean, that yeah. embodiment of mm-hmm. airy movement and floating arms, you know, the thaw of the dew yeah. over the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I found Don Q a bit more challenging for myself because it's much more technical and, yeah, there were a lot of elements that I really had to work on. Uh-huh. So, I, I would, I mean, just my personal approach or, or um, opinion is that it's also a bit more aerobic. Yes. And it, it kind of has that physical element. Well, Laisal Feet is actually surprisingly aerobic, too. Well, it, that is because you're just suspending that <laughs> right. disbelief the entire time. Yeah. All those slow lifts and mm-hmm. easy, like, flow promenades and the carries and stuff. Right? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then now you're on to Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Tell, tell me Which about the, also, the challenges. Yeah, that one's also totally different because now it's more neoclassical again. Like yeah. not your partnering that you would do in a partnering class. It's like it's choreography. Like uh-huh. it's very different. And so yeah. it's been some of them are a struggle, but we're like slowly getting it. It's always really exciting when you're finally like, yes, we got that one. (laughs) (laughs) Put it in your back pocket. Save for later. Yeah. Nice. Well, have you guys been, um, so you've been doing classes together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you been focusing your classes in a different way because to to feature stuff that's in the pot of those? Not really. Not really, no. We always, what, what we do is I'll DJ for bar, so I just have a playlist set out and then uh-huh. we do bar to the playlist and then we each do our own bars then we alternate who teaches center okay and lately we've been doing a lot of uh royal ballet classes from royal ballet uh, world ballet day mm-hmm. i love it which is nice because i've done a lot of my own classes and i feel like i was coming up pretty pretty dry as far as inspiration so i turned to good old youtube uh-huh and there's a yeah. lot of inspiration on there Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right on the money. I, it's one of the greatest gifts of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And World World Ballet World Ballet Day came about before the pandemic, but all of 
the dance instructors and master teachers putting content out online mm -hmm. has been a lifeline for so yeah. many dancers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really wonderful that you guys are kind of drawing on inspiration in the way I see a lot of other people doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, and we've also been using a lot of like pop music. Yeah. Which has been really fun. Switching it up. Keep the motivation going. Yep. Um, but yeah, we get through class really fast now, and I feel like it's been really good for stamina. Like, we do bar in like 30 minutes, and then center, we just go, and we're done so quickly. Right. And it's really hard. It is so. really hard. It's like, I go, there goes, I go, there goes, I go, there goes, and then you do that for all of center and by the end of center you're pretty you're pretty lasting no I, I that's interesting we uh, you know we've kind of evolved taking class in large mm -hmm. groups generally speaking yes yeah. and you develop a formula for how you approach that large group you get your exercises across the floor you maybe get two or maybe two or three depending on the size of the class or the yeah. size of the groups yeah jumping is it could be a similar situation where you're only going once or twice and you have a lot of time in between yeah. you going because other groups right, are going people, yeah. and then now we're we're in a situation where we're taking class with maybe two or three people maximum right mm -hmm. and you're going in every single group and you yep. you know you you decide when you take breaks and the the temptation to just push through is definitely there yeah. certainly for me yeah it's cool that you guys feel it too yeah. but I'm not alone but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious to see how it's gonna feel when we get back I think at least for me I think it'd be easier honestly yeah just I, yeah I felt longer that breaks I like think. after taking class in Sacramento with Josh and then coming back for the fundraiser and taking class here not only is the class larger, you have to wait for the groups, but also we were like waiting in between groups to let the air like clear yeah. and um, it was much easier. I almost, by the end of class, I was almost like, that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> A little disappointed. Yeah. That was too easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that wonderful? But yeah. I, I think that's, uh, again, we, we look at the challenges and how they're gonna mm -hmm. motivate different create, creative approaches yeah. That that excites me about how our art form is going to change, how our mm -hmm. group dynamics is going to change, how yeah. people are, how people might demand more intensive classes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, it's certainly something I've been enjoying talking to everybody about. Yeah. Um, Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. Yes. Tell me about it. It's hard. Um, it's a lot of like fast flow fast flow and like trying to get the energy that they have is definitely a challenge because it's two 16 17 year olds right or something like that yeah so it's very like young and they are like just going 100 percent and like super in love and so trying to capture that just pure excitement and put it in ballet is a difficult nice but fun. Yeah, I mean, I think we crave challenges. It's mm -hmm. been what I miss the most. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Um, yeah, I agree. Like, in the video, they make it look so just carefree yeah. and, like, 
really, really easy. And then they'll try things, and I'm like, that is not easy. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, it's not as, like, in my head, the balcony call was, like, really long. But as we're doing it, I'm like, okay, this is more manageable than I thought. And, like, now we're to the point where we're running it, and we'll have to, like, stop maybe, like, once or twice and go right. back and, like, fix things. Um, but could, you, could you describe the hardest section? Hardest section? I don't know. Is there something that's um, got you stumped, or is it, is it kind of changing? There's, I'd say, I don't know. Well, there's so many of them. One of them, it's like, step up your wet. Yeah. Put the support, uh, the working leg down to arabesque and promenade immediately. And it's very... It's just a really quick transition. Very quick. And in the video, they make it look really and slow. And the crescendo music, too. Yeah. I know exactly which part you're talking yeah. about. The crescendo is, like, driving you and almost the anxiety forces errors. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to be on this yeah. music. And then go it now. just sings and sings <laughs> yeah. into that promenade. I find myself having to, like, tell myself, okay, stay calm. Like, don't don't put too much into this. Like, uh-huh. just make it be easy. Because I feel like sometimes I work too hard mm. and then it, like, throws you off. Yeah. So I feel like I have to remind myself to just stay, like at an even even pace, even though the music is so like inspiring emotionally, it's like you wanna go like go, 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 but I have to say, nope, pull it uh, back. Yeah, yeah. And just let it let it be ha- let it happen and be easy. Yeah. Nice. Have you have you guys been studying different videos of these pandas or are you uh, kinda sticking to one? I did I looked at a a little bit, but the one we've been sticking to is Carlos da Costa and uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, Marco. yeah, yeah. You guys have good taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carlos is a beautiful man. So, <laughs> oh, I, in my opinion, he's the epitome of masculinity mm-hmm. and flow. Mm-hmm. He yeah. he doesn't ever overdo anything, mm-hmm. and at the same time, he's incredibly powerful and almost otherworldly. Mm-hmm in his abilities to execute technical yeah technical feats that are extremely difficult and yeah. he does it in a playful you know boyish way yeah man's a legend he is yeah. <laughs> yeah i watched a lot of different versions of orange um that's one of my like favorite things to do so yeah. a ballet nerd i like to watch like every version of a paw that is on youtube and like you know, pick which parts I like. Oh, I like how she did that, but I like how that dancer did that and study all those little, like, nuances that people put into the paw. I think it's really fun. And I have to say, after watching all of them, I do like Tamara Rojo the best. Alessandra Ferry is also really nice as Juliet, but I feel Uh, like those are my two favorites. Yeah, right there with you. I think that's one of my favorite things I've ever seen Alessandra Ferry do mm-hmm. through Juliet. She yeah. just, She's if there very was a ballerina, like, yeah, young at heart and carefree. Yeah, it's so beautiful. The, the, yeah, the delicacy she mm-hmm. approaches it with. Yeah. She embodies that, that yes. spirit of Juliet for sure. Yeah, definitely. Is there anybody you watched and you didn't like? Um. We. I'm not, I'm not trying to get no. you guys. Uh, no, there wasn't one that I was like, oh, this is terrible. But uh-huh. like, 
it was just funny watching different ones. Like we watched this one with Natalia Osipova and um, oh, yeah, and there <laughs> when they go into like the angel lift, she like starts to fall forward, and they save it, but she can tell like she has to put her hand down and she's like her back is like bending her legs so are sticking far. straight yeah, up yeah, yeah, sticking, I, I've and she seen almost this. falling forward and then she comes down and the camera shows his face yeah and, and his like expression is just terror. pure terror and like, like oh. i believe they're also uh, a couple in real life uh-huh. at that time and i was like dang they're gonna they're gonna have a fight later <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that was funny just watching different versions of uh-huh. that yeah. That's cool. I think being critical is important. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, being able to sort of disagree with the way somebody's done it or, or yeah. develop an opinion, it's important in your individual approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily taking away from somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting also the difference, like doing Don Q and Romeo and Juliet and Les Sophie, we can watch all those different versions on YouTube, but for like Hans and Clara, we can't really do that because we just had, you know, our one video from last year's Nutcracker to go off of. And so I kind of had to pull from my memory mm-hmm. of like watching all the different Claras do it in my time of being here at Eugene Ballet. And I remember watching all the different Claras and being like, oh, I like how she does that. And I like how that Clara did that. So it's the same thing, but different because I had to pull it from on my memory but mm-hmm, right. I didn't have it right in front of me and same for me with Hans I'm like all right I like how Koki does the one cabriole I like how Colton does the entre the say entre non and just like taking all those things and like like that like that like that like grocery yeah. shopping I'm not gonna take the <laughs> but you need you need all your different ingredients to make the dish but the yeah. brand of ingredients you use you got options mm-hmm. totally yeah is that um is there any really big epiphany you feel like you guys have gotten, like a breakthrough or something you've discovered that maybe wouldn't have happened or? Yeah, I, for me, like, I almost feel like I, um, not that I've ever not liked ballet, but I'm enjoying myself much more now than I have before. And I think partly because um, like I've, I've learned to enjoy taking class, like just on my own, like there are pros definitely to taking class with a teacher and people in the room, like that's the best, but I've also learned to enjoy taking class on my own. Like I found this kind of freedom, like there's no one in the front of the room to impress. I'm going into this with like no expectations. There's no one to compare myself to. It's just... I go in, if the pirouette doesn't go well, oh well, you know, I'll try it again, you know. And I've kind of found a freedom in that. And then working with Josh has definitely kept my motivation up because it's given us something to work towards and work on. And we're working on things that we normally wouldn't get to do. And like, um, you know, things that we picked and we wanted to work on. So for me, it's been, it's been good because I think at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like having a huge crisis. Like, I think I don't, I don't think I can do this. I'm gonna quit, change careers. And now I'm feeling like the total opposite and I'm feeling, I don't know, it's given me a new like- You've empowered yourself. Yeah, I've been able to hit the refresh button, Mm -hmm. definitely. 
for ballet. Yeah. So that's how I feel. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think for me, having something that I'm working towards, that I want to work towards, has been like hugely helpful. Because kind of same as Sarah at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, why am I doing this? I guess I'm doing it because I like ballet. But then there were days I would go in and be like, honestly, I don't like this right now. So now why am I doing it? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so it was rough to get through that, to say the least. Um, but now having something that's like, I'm going to work on this thing. Why am I going to work on this thing? Because I really enjoy it and I want to. That's a great feeling. And then there's also, it's been cool how the company has been taking care of us. Like they paid us through when we would have been doing Nutcracker shows. And when our Nutcracker production got canceled, I was like, all right, I'm going to look at this as I'm being sponsored to work on whatever I want. And mm-hmm. so we still came into the studio. Drawing some positives. I yeah. like yeah. it, man. You're making me feel good right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we just worked on whatever we wanted to. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, so having projects to work on for the sake of wanting to work on them feels really cool. Because normally it's you get cast in a ballet and you might be excited about the casting. You might not be. But either way, you got to do it. You don't do it. <laughs> um, but this way, it's like, all right, we're gonna cast our own ballets. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I think you guys are touching on the same thread. It, mm-hmm. it, it empowers you. It gives you freedom to choose what you want to work on, and mm-hmm. and then in those challenges that you've selected, you found a whole new motivation, mm-hmm. new inspirations. For for your love of dance. Yeah. Do you feel like you found that? working with Danielle on pause as well? I too have been working on a few personal projects and I I think you guys have already said exactly how I feel. Yeah. It really and it and it feels nice to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. The struggle for me and something I never really identified or faced in my own life was how much I relied on the next project and the mm-hmm. next challenge that was provided by Eugene Ballet Company right. Right. or the next guesting or whatever dance project I was taking part of. Mm-hmm. And now we have an opportunity to give ourselves our own challenges, pursue things that we've never thought we would do. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we brought back White Swan oh, cool. for a few weeks. Nice. Because the last time Danielle and I did White Swan, she was five months pregnant. Right. <laughs> and so we wanted to revisit that um, without that mm-hmm. kind of in the back of our minds. And, yeah. And it was, a, it was a joy to just get back into it. It was fun to, to see how fast it came back and, yeah. mm-hmm. and learn some new things about the approach that would have happened, you know, if she hadn't been pregnant. Right. And then we started doing Petite Mort, um, <laughs> the third pas de, yeah. mm-hmm. which has just been one of my favorite ballets to watch Beautiful. since I was a yeah, young student. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very challenging. Yeah. It blew my mind <laughs> how incredibly dynamic the partnering was, how mm-hmm. intricate and uh, purposeful every movement was between those people. The relationship between those two dancers, the female Mm -hmm. and the male, 
was just phenomenal. And so to kind of put ourselves on it and try to see where we fell and how we could use our experience to just teach ourselves. But like you guys were saying, there was something that kept coming up in our minds. If somebody was watching us that had done this ballet, what advice would they be able to give us Mm -hmm. to help us master this section or figure this transition out? Because there were some things where we would just repeat and repeat and repeat and get stuck and it would yeah. be different every time and, mm-hmm. and you know like you feel we, we would feel frustrated yeah um and so trying to use our imaginations to think outside of our bodies um certainly helped us along that way we, we had a few discoveries not all of them but a mm-hmm. few things that we were able to just um kind of get subliminal about and and figure out so yeah. that was fun mm-hmm. and yeah I think it's been a really interesting time to pick pick a project passion project and then yeah. jump in and see how you do mm-hmm. give yourself some purpose outside of staying in shape right yeah and yeah. now you know the company has been amazing about shifting every time the rules shift we shift and the staff has been trying to communicate and the dancers have been trying to communicate with the staff and each other mm-hmm. now we're looking at a new future where we're thinking about short projects and yeah. we you know we might not get to pick our own casting but something. i think there's something you know there's something on the horizon yeah we're starting to see a little bit of light and yeah, I'm. Yeah. I've just been inspired by what you guys have done. Yeah. Thank you. Taking on my own project. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Yeah. yeah thanks Absolutely. for having um, us. Thank you, Josh. First one out. You did it. You did it awesome, man. Thank you. Appreciate Everybody's it. gonna love it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks. You guys have a good afternoon. You too. Yeah. You too. <laughs> I had on. See, man, it's kind of fun. Maybe. Thank you for listening to Eugene Ballet at the Bar. Check out our Instagram for photos related to the episodes and give us a follow at podcast underscore Eugene underscore ballet. If you have any questions or would like to request a Eugene Ballet dancer you would like to hear from, please email us at podcast at eugeneballet.org. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with at least one of your friends. And check back next week with a new food series featuring dancers' favorite recipes and tricks for cooking on tour. Thank you. Bye.